Hello, and welcome to another episode of At Any Rate. I am your host, Greg Shear, Head of Metals Research at JP Morgan, and on today's Commodities Edition, I will discuss the recent supply closure announcements across base metals markets and why prices have seemingly shrugged off the headlines. So amid a continued rise in European gas and power prices this week, we saw a couple of additional announcements of zinc and aluminum smelter closures in Europe. First came an announcement from Nearstar on Tuesday, the 16th of August, that it would be placing its Budel zinc smelter in the Netherlands on full care and maintenance beginning on the 1st of September. This smelter has around 315,000 metric tons per annum of nameplate capacity, but we actually think it was currently operating closer to around 250,000 metric tons uh, of production after Nearstar announced reduced operating rates at the end of last year. The company announced no explicit additional curtailments at any of its other smelters, which include Balin in Belgium, which is likely operating around 270,000 metric tons per annum, and Aubie in France, which is estimated to be operating around 120,000 metric tons after a two-month closure in the first quarter of 2022. Overall, this 250,000 metric tons represents around 2% of global production. And when we sum everything up, we think total loss zinc smelter production in Europe could amount to around 300,000 metric tons this year, which is around 13.5% of European production last year, or about 2% of global production in 2021. Now, an important thing to note here, Nearstar didn't announce any additional layoffs with this outage. And why I think that's important is because we do think that this this full care and maintenance could be unwound relatively quickly if power prices were to become more economical or the company is able to secure government subsidies. The next announcement across base metals came from Norsk Hydro on Wednesday, the 17th of August, which announced a full closure of its Slovalco primary aluminum smelter in Slovakia. Now this smelter has about 175,000 metric tons of capacity, but was already operating at a reduced 60% utilization rate, which means that we're taking roughly another 105,000 metric tons per annum out of the European production profile. Overall, what this does is it brings European aluminum smelter curtailments announced since late last year to around 900,000 metric tons. Per annum. Well, that's roughly around 20% of 2021 European production, but only just over about 1% of 2021 global production. Now, I would say on this second closure from Norsk, it was not something that necessarily shocked the market. The company had been relatively vocal that its power agreement was running out at the end of 2022 and that it was having difficulties at preventing it from sourcing an additional long-term power agreement. When we look forward in Europe, we think around 500 to 600 KMT of additional production could, is at risk of being curtailed as we head into the winter. Overall, despite both of these relatively bullish supply closure headlines, both the prices of zinc and aluminum have traded lower on this week. When we look at zinc in particular, after initially jumping around 6% intraday on Tuesday after the Nearstar announcement, reaching up towards about $3,800 per metric ton, it nearly erased all these gains before the market even closed on the day and has now sunk back towards around $3,500 per ton. Now, to some degree, 
This could be potentially explained by a buy the rumor, sell the fact profit taking. We had seen zinc prices likely already pricing in the risk of this supply headline. Zinc was up nearly around 30% off its July lows through the end of last week versus something around 14% in copper and only about 8% higher in aluminum. However, on a broader scale, we also think it has to do with the market's rising concern that energy shortages are now reaching a pivot point where demand could likely begin to be severely impacted by power rationing as well. This could take the form of things like closure at, closures at steel mills and other downstream manufacturers. In fact, when we look at aluminum, for instance, when we look to last year, European aluminum demand, this is even before the, the extent of the largest closures, was nearly twice as large as its smelter output. This concern on demand, I think, is really encapsulated by what we're seeing at the moment in China. China is facing its own power shortages right now. What we see here is elevated power demand because of heat waves in the country and weak hydropower generation given low rainfall have led to shortages which have required several provinces to introduce power rationing measures. It's most impactful in Sichuan. What we see there is Sichuan announce, uh, sources are roughly around 80% of its power from hydro. And some of the operating or utilization rates at these local hydropower stations have reportedly fallen to below 50%. In terms of S&D impacts, these power restrictions are not only cutting supply, but they're simultaneously cutting demand in China. With provinces currently impacted, actually potentially skewing more towards downstream demand being at risk compared to supply for some of these metals. For instance, in aluminum, Sichuan province currently produces primary aluminum at a rate of around 100, oh, 1 million metric tons per annum, which is roughly around 2.5% of total Chinese output. The estimates for how much smelters will likely have to cut here is somewhere between 400 kmt and, 500, and 600 kmt of total disruption on an annualized basis. However, what we look, when we look at the, the provinces uh, looped into this entire power rationing, the total aluminum smelting capacity at risk is something around 4% of total Chinese supply. Whereas the downstream semi-fabricated, so first use of, of aluminum capacity at risk is upwards of around 20%. And we are also seeing closures at these semi-fabricated power plants that are coming simultaneously with the closures at the aluminum plants. And, and one thing that highlights this is that a lot of Sichuan's uh, primary aluminum offtake actually comes in the form of molten metal. And so when you are actually cutting the, the primary production, that is almost simultaneously cutting demand at the same time, meaning that a supply shortage surge in pricing is unlikely. And even beyond this, these industrial power rationing closures that we're seeing in China are really spreading to all aspects of industry. So we're seeing large battery plants in Sichuan, auto product producers, uh, automakers themselves having to temporarily cut production, which is impacting end use demand. Now, when we look to a metal like copper, there is more at risk on the supply side. When we sum up the roughly six provinces that are included in the recent slew of power rationing measures, 
that accounts for roughly around a quarter of Chinese refined production capacity. But similarly, when we look at the downstream capacity for copper semi-fabricated uh, products, the provinces that are currently rationing power account for nearly half of China's overall capacity of semi-fabricated products. So overall, when we look at the risks, we actually think that you know, the risks of a supply shortage-led surge in pricing on the back of the power rationing in China is relatively low, and that in some instances, like in aluminum, things skew towards demand being impacted more severely than what we expect on the supply side. Now, copper has more at risk, but we still think that there will be significant downstream demand implications that, that could leave the market not as tight on the back of these power restrictions as were really uh, what was initially feared coming through. Overall, we have to put this in context of the broader market. And what we're seeing there is that demand overall outside of China clearly looks to be turning and we're seeing a cooling in the manufacturing rates as well as the offtake of semi-finished products. For instance, we have just recently gotten data of aluminum semi-finished product orders in the US and Germany, which showed contractions both on a month-on-month -month and a year-over-year -year basis for the months of June and July. Meanwhile, when we look at China, Chinese copper premiums have recently perked up. The weak July credit and activity data continue to warrant broader macroeconomic caution on the country's recovery. So overall, what we think is, on one hand, base metals prices, particularly zinc, were already to some degree pricing in the impact of these supply closures. And when we look to aluminum, the additional supply closure was relatively small, and I would say broadly expected by the market. Looking forward, we do expect there to potentially be additional closure announcements on the supply side coming through in Europe. But we are getting to a pivot point here. And that pivot point is critical because when we look to the coming winter, we do think that the power-related impacts on demand could be severe, regardless of whether prompted by mandatory rationing or economic price pr pressures. In sum, the material risk of additional supply closures in zinc and aluminum could act to insulate these metals from more serious demand-driven price downside that we forecast as we head into the winter. While copper, in our view, continues to look more fully exposed to the downside as we head into year-end, and in particular as we head into the winter, where some of these more negative demand implications from very tight power markets could begin to impact balances negatively and really begin to curb the demand we see coming through. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another Commodities Edition at J.P. Morgan's At Any Rate podcast. We look forward to continuing the conversation next week. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to J.P. Morgan research reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2022, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, All Rights Reserved. This episode was recorded on August 19, 2022.